Welcome to the Scottish podcast by Scottish people about Scottish things. We're three lifelong friends and displaced Scotsmen who get together to talk about our homeland, the weird stuff that happens there, and to remind us why we are the way we are. Welcome to This'll Do Nicely. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's story with Rory. I am Rory, but we're not actually doing a story today. Well, we're doing multiple stories. We're going to be doing Sissel Do Newsy, which is our semi-regular episode where we talk about... Have we agreed on that? I thought we... What about This'll News Nicely? This'll News Nicely. Doesn't that roll off the tongue a bit better? All right, This'll News Nicely. I can't say that. I mean, well, either way. So, uh, work in project, work in progress. Um, <laughs> but with that, you know, we talk a little bit about Scottish current events. And as always, we have a guest as well. Uh, so we have Chris with us. We don't have Johnny because for reasons. Uh, but we have back the return, <laughs> the actual recording this time, Drew from Unfinished Business. Hello, Drew. Yes, hello, hello, hello. So uh, for those that uh, do not recall, uh, we recorded an episode about six weeks ago where I did not record any of my own audio, and so it is a fabled lost uh, lost piece of that episode. I think Chris called me a agent of chaos or something like that. <laughs> I'm, just a, I'm just a whirlwind... I come through town. You're sort of like a presence on the the episode, a bit like Casper <laughs> the Friendly Ghost. Like we all enjoyed you being there, but it wasn't real. He's... You know, you're just kind of this apparition that didn't actually contribute anything and made Rory's life hell for the week yes. when it came He's... to recording. Tyler Durton or Bruce Willis from uh, yeah. <laughs> from whatever that one was. Just like at the end of the episode, wait. He wasn't there the entire time. Yes. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Every I think every show has its own fabled lost episode, and yeah, now we, we finally did it. Yeah, we have a few. I think we lost our first few episodes, uh, and then uh, we did a live episode where we went into downtown Atlanta to the bars. Oh my god! Put microphones in people's faces and. What we didn't realize is that our mixer put two separate microphones onto one audio track. So we're at opposite sides of the bar <laughs> recording essentially over each other. It was chaos. <laughs> Unusable. Um, I mean, it sounds chaos even if you're able to have like separate audio. Just, yeah, recording, just going up to random strangers and asking for in a bar asking for comments for your podcast, I can't imagine what that'd be like. You'd be surprised. People were like grabbing the microphone, just ready to give their opinion on <laughs> anything. Oh my God, I love your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, what is it? Uh, I will tell you that uh, I, my wife and I started recently watching a show called uh, Men in Kilts. Oh yeah. It, two of the guys from Outlander and uh talk about scottish culture and everything it's actually pretty interesting uh as an outsider we enjoyed it yeah they stole our idea so drew do you want to do you want to <laughs> recap slightly uh what your connection to scotland is because you told it in great detail last time and it was like oh this is really nice you know he's proving that he's uh he belongs in this podcast and of course you know <laughs> it all went to shit uh which truly shows that you belong in this podcast right. um 
But do you want to just give our dear our dear readers a quick uh, rundown as to what your sort of Scottish connections claim to fame? Yes, yeah. connections. So, well, I went on my honeymoon to Scotland. My wife is of what's the proper way to say it? Of Scottish ancestry, of, so, or descent? Yeah, yeah. So she's of descent. They settled in North Carolina, so we're like, fuck it. I mean, let's go to. Glasgow for a honeymoon and we had the best time uh went to Edinburgh for a day it was beautiful there very touristy I mean it's like any major city in a on a continent yeah. but Glasgow is very chill just the friendliest people in the world and yeah that's where I went on my honeymoon so readers out there if you have ever been to Scotland, then that is the only qualification that you need to get onto this podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's having been once. Yeah. yeah. Yes. The bar is low, folks. Well, uh, yeah, it's funny. I was researching articles for this episode and someone was stabbed like right outside the hotel we stayed at. Oh, nice. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> the Glass- Yeah, I mean... It's not. It doesn't narrow it. Down. Yeah, it's not a Glasgow street unless somebody's been stabbed on it. Um, yeah, we we don't we we banned guns a long time ago because we like to get nice and personal with our crimes, with our violent crimes. Really look them in the eyes. <laughs> like to see the whites. <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> life is draining out of them. The there's one of my favorite things. Are uh, or, or I don't know how. It might just be a fable at this point now, but one of my favorite things about Glasgow is during the significant night, uh, knife crime and gang-related activity in Glasgow, um, the, the gang members realized quite early on that if they were to stab people in a certain way, they would embarrass them and also not get done. They wouldn't get as much time in jail as if, you know, they stabbed them in, say, the chest. So what they started to do was stab them up the bum. And so they would run up and stab them in the bum so that then whoever they stabbed couldn't sit down for, like, weeks or months and everybody knew he'd been stabbed in the bum. And then if they got caught, it wasn't a life-threatening attack and so they didn't get done for, like, manslaughter or anything like that. It was just grievous bodily harm, so they got less time in the jail. And it was just... It makes me kind of proud to be from Glasgow. <laughs> that insane story. Yeah, sort of entrepreneurial in a way. Yeah. <laughs> it's that great frontier spirit that Glasgow's famous for. <laughs> if someone stabbed me in the butthole, phew, that'd, yeah. be, that'd be brutal. There'd be it, hell to pay. It would be painful and embarrassing. I mean... <laughs> All kinds of issues. It's also got to be a very precise shot when you think about uh-huh. it. You've only really got one chance. Yeah, I don't know if they were necessarily aiming directly for the eye of the storm, if you will, every time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just so long as it got somewhere on the outer back. Yes. Right, yeah, right, exactly. Right, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Rory. I, I was sort of zoned out for a second there. I was just checking something on my phone, and then as I zoned back in, it was like... And yeah, we used to stab people in the bum. Like what? <laughs> I kind of have to listen back on the to the tape on that one. Yeah, it's it's fine. Well, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll catch you up on it offline. <laughs> 
Okay, so do we want to get started with our stories? Uh, what has been hot goss? I want to kick something off, actually. Speaking of... What's that TV show from the Outlander guys? Uh, Men in Kilts. Men in Kilts. Speaking of that, I want to get your opinion, gents, on some Bond watch. So James Bond, the next James Bond star. There, there's a few people touted to be the potentially be the next James Bond. Sam Hugin, the the guy from Outlander, is one of them, and then the other one is Richard Madden. So they're the two Scots. There's a few others. There's the likes of Tom Hardy. He's odds on favorite right now. Tom Hiddleston. I thought Reggie John Page from uh, Bridgerton. I thought he was the favorite. No. Uh, I mean, he's not on my list, so if he's not on my list, he's not Google getting it. in. Google it. I will. Yeah. Uh, You've got your research from Rorchan again. I, no, I'm on the Scottish Sun, so that's that's legit. <laughs> well, they've, they've, they've whitewashed him. You they know, might no have coincidence done. Coincidence there. He is, he is of color. What's the guy's name? Reggie John Page. Really? That's a fascinating yeah. name. He's like from London. Don't worry about it. No, it's, it's just an interesting name. Idris Elba, Henry Cavill... These are all the guys. Who who do you think is going to do it? Who's going to be the next Bond? Reggie John Page. <laughs> do you think it's going to be Just, him? Yeah, I genuinely do. I, he dropped out. He dropped out of Bridgerton supposedly because he's like heavy favorite now to do this. I would love to see it be Richard Madden. I like uh, Richard because I've got I, a bit I mean, of a man crush on Madden. Yeah, Richard Madden just kind of looks the part too. I mean, I'm looking at a picture of him in a tuxedo. Yeah, so to remind everybody who he is, he's the guy from Game of Thrones. I, I don't remember which one in Game of Thrones. But uh, he was Rob also Stark. In... Rob Stark. Thank you. He was also in Bodyguard. That was a brilliant show. Um, and he is most, or, or is soon to be in the next Marvel movie, The Eternals. Yeah, I agree. He looks apart, Drew. But shit, yeah. I, I, I... Uh, I think he was. I think he he had a lot of uh, smoke and heat around him when Bodyguard came out. But it, he may have lost a little bit of that. Although maybe it will come back with Marvel. I don't know. Who knows? I'm the problem is now that I, I've started looking up uh, Reggae Jean Page, and I'm kind of lost in his eyes. This is an incredibly <laughs> handsome yeah, man. He's a beautiful man. He is a beautiful man. How is he famous? Very charismatic as well. Uh, He's in Bridgerton. Bridgerton yeah. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. Uh, I mean, I don't you have to watch it. You just need to look at his eyes and just yeah. think 00 heaven. Yeah, he's an, <laughs> he's an insanely attractive person. Yeah. Shockingly he, attractive. He looks age-wise, it makes sense. He's kind of young. He's got a good build for it. I could see this. I, I still think there's a lot of Britain that is too racist to, to accept uh, a <laughs> black James Bond, but it would be great to see that. I was yeah. hoping I was hoping that we would end up picking one of the Scottish guys for this, but you've thrown a a real spanner in a works, Irvin. So yeah, no, I I'm glad I did because you know it's it's time time to just anoint Reggie John. Okay. I'm down for it. He he hosted SNL a few weeks yeah, ago as he well. Did. He's very charismatic. He's just a lovely man. Yeah, I'd check him. I like. I do like James Marden. I think he's good. Sam Hugan, Drew. Do you watch Outlander? I do. Is he is he James Bond material? No, I think he's a little. T- he's not. He's not cut enough. He doesn't have like the cut jaw. Right. Like the striking. You know, he's a handsome. He's a handsome fellow. 
Uh, I just don't. It's such a hard role. I mean, it's been around since what the '60s. Yeah. I I don't think he has the acting chops for it. That's just me. I would love to see Idris Elba, but I mean, he's kind of old I, too. I think. Yeah, I think he might be. I again, like he's just brilliant. Um, but I think he's a bit old. Yeah, and just I would do it like the DC are planning to do like a film with an old Batman and just do like old James Bond with with Idris Elba. Yeah. He's like you know he's been around the block. He's maybe got a bit of a limp. He's got one more mission under him, but he also needs to train a young uh, a young black female Bond and um, just go that way or something. Can you know? Can't they just give just him take, another take all the boxes? Give him another series of Luther and then be done with it. That's all we yeah. really want. Yeah, or just just do Hobbs and Shaw 2 and make him a good guy now. Yes, I mean, yes. Idris Elba can do anything. Yes, all of the above. Greenlit, yeah. greenlit. Yeah. <laughs> get Netflix right. on the phone now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that because, like I said, there's a couple of Scots guys in the running for that. It'd be interesting if, you know, Bond went back to, to Scotland after Sean, Big Sean, back in the day. It would be nice to see another Scotsman do it. I'd take this uh, reggae John Page as well. That'd be interesting. Um, yeah. All right. All right. Good episode, folks. Who's good? That's uh, it. <laughs> that was Bond Watch. Let, let's just run a bunch of a, a bunch of quotes on reggae John Page after this and just be done with it. <laughs> right. and call it a night. Right. Honestly, I'm a bit I'm a bit sleepy. <laughs> Can we claim him as Scottish? Um, no. Might be a push. All right. No. See what I can do. No. Uh, all right, which one of you wants to give a story? I, I've got one that is... Okay, so this isn't really, like, breaking news, but it does have to do with Sam Hugan. 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 I don't really know how to pronounce his Hugen. name. I just like doing it in the Swedish way. So can, Street Fighter. Can you explain... Uh, Hugan. Is, <laughs> is, is Tenants a brewery? Tenants? Yeah, 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 Tenants is like Scotland's number one uh, lager. It's basically our Budweiser, okay. and sort yeah. of tastes like Budweiser. It's not, it's not great, but everybody, you know, everybody has had multiple hundreds of pints of it over the years. Yes. Yeah. So, um, according to the Daily Record, uh, Tenants had sent uh, Sam his own. Uh, we call it a uh, in the U.S. We call it a kegerator. It's basically a fridge that you can put a keg of beer inside, and it has a, a draft spout on the top. So, okay. it's a, a beer pump. Uh, so the article states: Sam Hugan looked like the cat that got the cream, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is a hilarious euphemism, by the way. As he yeah, <laughs> as he showed off his impressive new home bar complete with its own tenants beer pump the outlander actor who turned 41 this week had received a host of pressies and photos from his adoring fans and friends sam who had already received a harley davidson bicycle helmet from his outlander driver to go with the bike he got himself a few weeks ago was thrilled to bits with the new addition to his home the (laughs) the bespoke beer pump even had sam's bar emblazoned on the side Wearing his baseball cap and looking relaxed in a blue jacket over a checkered shirt, a grinning Sam wrote, Loving my tenant's lager perfect pour machine. That's that's a very Scottish phrase as well, saying that you're thrilled to bits over yeah. something. It's, uh, <laughs> it's something that 
is something that your grandmother says. Uh, so, <laughs> so tenants went out of their way to send Sam Hugel on Hugen on his forty-first birthday a beer tap that he could pour the perfect pint of tenants lager in. I'm glad that uh, the Daily Record were specifying the exact clothes that he was wearing because I was worried. <laughs> <laughs> and then they went on. They went on to say that he owns his own uh, Scotch brand and blah blah blah. Uh, it's probably not good. But that also forces him to just constantly keep buying kegs of tenants to keep that going. Yeah, uh, and he's just locked into a horrible cycle of piss of stale beer, beer that tastes like. Piss <laughs> I do hope the there's a of video of him just like <laughs> like grimacing <laughs> it down. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I thank you, tenants. Having a great time. I am absolutely done up to bits with this, tenants. Thank you very <laughs> I'm much. I'm like a cat I'll... that got the cream. <laughs> <laughs> Though, yeah, those articles are always very weird. They're definitely some sort of endorsement deal that's just been yes, 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 coordinated and. He has had an extra wing added onto his house by tenants. All he had to do was stand <laughs> holding a pint. That's amazing. Well, it, it kind of intersects with my other interests of of, of beer. Uh, in Glasgow, in, in my experience, is kind of growing into its own of getting away from the older styles of your lagers and your ambers and getting more into... Uh, you know, IPAs and stuff like yeah. that. We had great beer when we were... Uh, there's a brewery called Overtone in Glasgow that's fantastic. Oh, I don't know that one. I wonder if yeah, that's relatively no. new. I think it's maybe in the past three years or so that they opened up. Rory, I think you and me might have moved away before Glasgow started taking its, like, craft beer seriously. Um, yeah. We might we might need to go back and uh, have a and wee tour. properly. Yeah. Although whenever we we've talked about this, whenever we go back, it's like, well, go have a pint of tenants, don't we? I mean, of course, sort of that's that's the thing. As much as we take the piss out of pint it, of tea. it the, the moment you go back, the, that's the first thing you have to drink. It's just like, ah, oh, really, I'm gasping for a pint of tenants, pint of tea. Yeah. If I was um, de- if I was deprived of it for many many years, I mean that you would, it would have to be the first thing. I'm amazed that you spent like a number of days in Scotland without having to drink it. I probably did, to be honest. I, I, I mean, we would go into bars and I would just be like, "Eeny, meeny, yeah, give me that one." I did. The one thing that shocked me is the amount of Budweiser in London that people were drinking. That yeah. was weird. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a blight upon humanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If I came home from ten years abroad, I'd probably welcome a, I don't know, a PBR or a. <laughs> yeah, a Miller High, a Miller Highlight. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. So I I, I, I enjoyed that story. I thought it I thought it was uh it, it was silly. That very was silly. Yeah, that's that's very good. I like I like how he's now stuck with that tap. His <laughs> wife probably hates that it. thing is gonna sit in the corner of a room and never be used. It, it's like you turn up to your house with a neon beer sign that you're you're. I just want to hang it up in the living room. I think that's it, like it's in the office, isn't it? Uh-huh. It, bring, it brings a room together. Yeah. Right, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. So I, I've got I've got a few uh, bits and pieces here that, uh, that last time I felt like I came in with a big heavy hitter with the Dundee United story, and I just haven't been able to reach that bar. So I've got a few 
like mini bits, but this is my first one that I, I want to read about. I want to tell you guys about uh, this happened, I think, last week. The re- a record breaking Scottish cyclist, a guy called Josh Quigley, had been forced to pull out of his Guinness World Record bid for the greatest distance cycled in a week. So this guy's 28, he's from Livingston, and he suffered a knee injury on day four uh, and then started on day five, but he had to pull out a few hours into the cycle. So, you know, unfortunate, he's going for this big loop. He clocked up 1,200 miles and he was trying to beat a record of 2,177 miles. So unfortunate. But when this gets interesting, it's like, this guy should give up what he does because he's recovering from a crash three months ago in which he fractured his spine and pelvis in two places and broke his elbow, shoulder, and four ribs. Then he was also knocked from his bike by a vehicle in Texas during a round-the-world trip in December 2019, uh, where he suffered life-threatening injuries and had operations on a broken heel and ankle and had a stent fitted in an artery in his neck, which feeds blood to his brain. And on top of that, he's recovered. He's, he's In February, he had another crash, on his bike while he was traveling at 40 miles an hour down a hill in Dubai. Uh, and he's got arthritis in his hips on top of that. So, I mean, the guy is just a walking disaster zone. <laughs> he's got to hang it up at, at, at some yeah. point. It... Ironically, his attempt, his Guinness World Record attempt, was raising money for arthritis action. But like, <laughs> oh, <the> no. guy, <laughs> at what point? Like, what, at what point do you... Do you just say I can't, I can't do this anymore? Like, and he's twenty eight. He's got arthritis now. He's, he's I mean, like now I made made of paper mache. I think now is a good time to, to say I, to say I can't do this anymore. Poor bastards. Anyway, I just felt kind of sorry for the guy when I when I read about it and just like I I, I don't know. I think the kicker for me was getting hit by a car in Texas. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just like the idea of like. I can't imagine that Texans take too kindly to cyclists, uh, and as especially him dressed up in sort of full cycling gear and really going for it, and some guy just like just slowly <laughs> but surely veering off the side of the road and clipping him and then veering away. <laughs> no one's gonna, no one's gonna bicycle in my town. <laughs> it's America. Get yourself a goddamn truck. Yeah, he's got a MAGA sticker. He's like, yeah, bunch of lamos. <laughs> I don't know how long you've been in America, but uh, there are these things called truck nuts. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. And they're like fake balls that hang off the back of a truck. Uh, I imagine that was also a feature of this hit and run. <laughs> Yeah, and then he back he backed up over him so that the truck nuts <laughs> just, could just go across his forehead. <laughs> oh, the indignity of it all! <laughs> we live in a special country, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got a story for you now. I got some true crime, uh, and you know, Chris, I've been trying to turn this into a true crime podcast for yeah since day one. So. Seagull bludgeoned to death with six-foot metal pole by Scott's pensioner after birds stole bread from swans. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty harrowing stuff here. So basically, a seagull died from its injuries after an old an old boy in... Um, so this is just outside Ayrshire on the beach, had basically been throwing bread for other birds, and a seagull came along and 
I, I don't know where he got it from, but for some reason he had a six foot metal pole with him uh, and <laughs> just smacked the bird across the head, the, the seagull across the head. And it was witnessed by this horrified couple. So was the bird midair when he did this? Because that's got to be like a perfect shot if he does that. I think it was probably swooping down for the bread. So he just connected as it hit the ground just perfectly. Yeah. Or maybe he hit it up to get exit velocity or something. Oh, yeah. Effect. Babe Ruth yeah. just pointed at the sea and just Could cracked be. it. <laughs> Could be. Across That's the Atlantic. That's brutal, though. I mean, like, he was, was it his bread? Was he feeding the swans? And then he took exception yeah. to the... Oh, that's so, fucked up. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> so a horrified couple claimed that he deliberately struck the seagull over the head as it tried to eat some of the food he'd thrown into the water. When questioned about his actions, the man allegedly stated, my bread is just for the swans. And then the couple <laughs> swooped in, scooped up the injured bird, and then rushed it to a wildlife rescue center nearby. Unfortunately, the seagull died of its injuries overnight at the rescue center. And... Wow. <laughs> yeah. This is the kind of posh attitude that I just tries to. I mean, he was clearly sexist against these birds. He's a bird racist. Because what are what swans? Yeah, swans are only females or males. I can't remember. But uh, that if I I I laugh because I just imagine myself on my honeymoon being like, let's go to the beach in Scotland. And this guy just pummeling. <laughs> pummeling a bird it's like drew make him stop please this, I've, I've also always wondered about these people that like uh, the people that take the seagull to the vet um and they run in like with it in a towel or so, yeah, like a shopping yeah. bag or something and be like somebody get a vet somebody get a vet and they're like what's wrong is, is your dog has your dog uh been hit by a car or your cat's like no it's the seagull I'm sorry. What uh, <laughs> the seagull? The seagull was hit with a pole. What can you save it? Like, does the vet take it into the back and just like put his feet up and just put like it in the bin, just go on his phone for a bit and then sort of squirt squirt some t some water in his eyes and just come back out and he's like, I, I did everything I could. We lost him. We lost I mean, um, seriously, like, what vet's gonna go and save a seagull? I don't know. There's, or do they swear an oath to protect all animals? I think that that might be it. It's like the the Hippocratic oath. So, like the what do they call it? Hippocratic oath. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they have to protect. They have to do everything in their power to. I'm sorry, we did every, we did everything we could. He's <laughs> gone. He's gone. Is hunting kind of big in Scotland? Like bird hunting. Only with metal poles. Only with metal <laughs> poles. <laughs> yeah. You, I, I just, I love the idea. You can tell that this has been building for a while in this old man. This is not the first time he's done it. He yes. came there armed, ready to defend his swans and his food against these bloody seagulls coming in, stealing my breed. And... I I just I want to know his story. I want to know everything about him. Like why? Do you not remember Rory that we used to go to university with a guy who hated seagulls and he would go down to the beach to throw rocks at them. <laughs> he called them called them rats of the sky. <laughs> no, but I remember now. I'd completely forgotten yeah. about that. <laughs> You're like, dude, 
why don't we just like go get a drink or a drink or something? Why do we have to? Why do I have to stand here watching you <laughs> throw rocks at seagulls? You know, if we just go inside, they can't get us. They can't work doors. You get that, right? No, they win. They win that way. <laughs> the, the only the the only time I've ever considered assaulting an animal is pigeons in Manhattan are a, a blight on humanity. Yeah, they will the, go. I mean, they'll try and get your food. The, yeah, the rats are bad, and the yeah, pigeons the rats. are bad. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One day, if they were ever to team up, we'd be fucked. <laughs> they're, gonna take, they're taking over the city <laughs> and again. Again, you know that there's a New York vet that's been asked to save a rat. That's- <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, that's yes. percent. The rats Seriously? are gonna, yeah, the the rats are gonna overtake the Goldman Sachs building, and now they control international finance. <laughs> They're just on the computers. They'd probably be less cutthroat. Am I right, Drew? They'd probably steal less of our granny's pensions. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I work Placing for a- one sort of vermin with another. Yeah, <laughs> but um, like, here we go. <laughs> Politics okay, wow. and finance, guys. Wow. Okay, well, you know, that's uh, truly so, horrifying stuff. Yeah, watch out for that, guys. Uh, if you're uh, on the southwest coast of Scotland and you're a seagull, just be careful. <laughs> well, seeing as we're talking about the beach, can I can I speak about my next story? And this is more a gripe about uh, the headline for the story that I found. It's uh, from the Daily Express, which is somewhat liberal with the truth at times anyway. Uh, and the headline <laughs> the headline was just, Nessie dead? Question mark. Scott shares image of huge skeleton found on South Be- Beach. And the thing that pisses me off about this story is it's like this picture of a 30-foot long skeleton. It's like people have taken a Twitter to jokingly speculate whether a 30-feet-long skeleton belonged to the famous Loch Ness Monster or her relative. Um, <laughs> Hannah Burns, who recently moved to the area, came across the skeleton while walking her dog on Stony Bridge in the Outer Hebrides on April 20th. We first saw the skeleton when we were out for our dog walk and went over to investigate, Miss Byrne explained. Then it gets into like the usual sort of Twitter back and forth, like, oh my god, it's Nessie, one user jokingly commented, while others speculated that maybe it was from a dinosaur, or even a Kraken-type sea monster. And then it just says at the end, it, it was a sper- sperm whale. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> those, but those articles always do that. Every single article about Nessie just ends up with, yeah, it was something else. It was a plastic bag. <laughs> it's just know, like, it's, yeah. I know, but it was so lazy. This, I the know. headline, I know, and, and I'm guilty of this being in the same, uh, the same uh, industry as well, but it was just like, Nessie dead? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not here to tell you Nessie's dead. I'm here for you to ch- to decide whether Nessie is dead. That's interesting because it it's it implies that that writer believes that Nessie was alive. The question is not was Nessie alive and now is dead. It is is Nessie dead? Yeah. And but so actually, the the twist here is that the. Uh, Sperm whale is believed to have died after being hit over the head with a six foot pole. <laughs> Take that, you bastard! <laughs> you spermy <It's>, bastard! <laughs> I, amazing that this all kind of is sinking up. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I I did find amazing. another story. Uh, I did find another story that I found interesting. Uh, 
Do you call them cops? Because this, like, police officers, you call them cops? Yeah, or, well, police are the, the police. Yeah. The police. So, uh, the police in Scott's Industrial Estate on South Douglas Street in Clyde, Clyde Bank found 600 pounds worth of cannabis. A large amount of the plants were recovered, which police say have an estimated value of over 600 pounds. Investigations into the discovery are ongoing. Chief Inspector Colleen Wiley, local area commander for West Dumbartonshire. Dumbartonshire? Dumbartonshire said, quote, This is a significant recovery of illegal substances that were bound for our local communities. Stay safe, Scotland. Yeah, yeah so... So yeah, six hundred pounds. So that's not in weight. That's in actual monetary, like British pounds. So that's about uh, uh, six hundred thousand. Six hundred thousand. Oh, six hundred thousand. That makes more sense. Okay, that's a fair, fair amount. But also, you got to remember that in terms of recreational drugs, Scotland. And Britain just entirely skipped marijuana, like skipped weed entirely, and went straight to heroin. They were like, "Yeah, we we don't have time for like we're not gonna smoke a plant. Just inject that shit into our veins." Yeah. And so weirdly enough, we've kind of done it backwards. Whereas I think now people are getting into weeds a little bit more. So that is that's that's hot goss for us. That is so yeah. interesting. I mean, it, I heroin mean, is our gateway drug. Actually, yes, yes. <laughs> you work backwards. Let's start yes. at the strongest, yeah. and we'll go down to Advil. Yeah, they wow. build up a tolerance. That's so weird to hear. I mean, it was just so it was around all the time. I mean, since I was, I don't even know what the status of cannabis is now in uh, in in the UK. If it's uh, like decriminalized or sorry in scotland if it's decriminalized or if it's just totally fine clearly it's not totally fine if someone's just fine <laughs> you know making a big police uh police thing about it but i hope I i'm not even i hope sure. they did that thing in Sh- super troopers where they pile it up and then they all take photos in front of the pile of, right. of weed <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> pretending to smoke a doobie right. yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's the, the, our our relationship, and, and this is interesting. How actually having an American on, um, you're a qualified American, right, Drew? Sure. Cool. Card carrying, excellent. Um, because weed is such a big deal here, and obviously you guys are talking about legalizing it all over the place, um, and it has happened in a lot of states. But at home, it was not something we grew up with. It's I still find it kind of funny when people talk about it. Um, because it just seems it, it's it's like a movie thing to us almost. It's only something you see on TV or movies, like going to prom. Yeah, going yeah, exactly. Prom, yeah. It is that kind of equivalent, and for for people to have like won so much time and effort and money being put into fighting against the criminalization of it, and then two people ruining and losing their entire lives because of it, just seems like. Uh, yeah cartoonish to me almost it's bizarre yeah it's weird i think georgia will probably be one of the last places to fully legalize it but it i mean it's been around since i was i mean probably the first time i saw it i might have been like 14 it was just yeah people were just yeah we're smoking doobies 
Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think when we when we were fourteen, we were starting to go to like to go to places where we could drink. We weren't necessarily getting into bars, but we were definitely drinking fairly regularly and that's i think that's just what entirely replaced it for us um, yeah i also i think is the legal the legal drinking age in the uk is 18 so yeah you get access to alcohol quicker and easier than you do in the states and i think that's part of the reason that weed is so popular in the u.s as well that's my theory anyway yeah i mean if you're 16 and both things are illegal and getting beer is a lot harder I mean, a drug dealer doesn't care how old you are. They'll just, they'll, <laughs> just, they'll just sell you whatever. That's probably why. I mean, honestly, yeah. I like the idea of a drug dealer carding you. We used to <laughs> we used to stand outside liquor stores and ask people walking inside to buy us beer. Yeah, I got I got asked to be that guy a couple of weeks ago by a bunch oh, of really? like high school basketball kids who were all at least a foot taller than me and they were like hey man could you uh, get us could you get us a 12 pack of uh, pbr I'm like, no, it's no i'm not going to prison no thanks no. <laughs> i mean are you sure they weren't undercover police officers because that's the risk I, yeah yeah how do you do fellow kids <laughs> uh, yeah i think i came That's out wild. clutching like two bottles of red wine just like not with not even in a bag just kind of strolling down the street <laughs> just to like get in their face about it see you losers call me call me in five years when you're 21 yeah losers uh drinking so taboo in the u.s still i think yeah i mean if you're talking hyper evangelical christians it's still very taboo so you can't yet, win. you can't win. all their kids are just devastatingly high on weed <laughs> yeah pretty much i do i just find it because it's like however many places we would go out or, or parties you would go to at home and it was one of the first like gatherings i went to here and somebody was like oh do you want some weed and i was like oh what no that's that's a drug no, no, I'll have. I'll stick to my Chardonnay. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> and then you end up drinking three bottles of Chardonnay. Yeah. Yes, yeah. vomiting in their plant pot. Yeah, I would yeah. never do anything as crass as drugs. <laughs> All right, I don't even remember how we got onto that. I think I've got another. Oh, okay, uh, this is. I, I don't know. I don't think we're going to be able to talk about this much. I just like the headline, which is um, goat named Barry spotted on the loose in Fife as it runs down the residential street. <laughs> Fucking Barry. That's it. Barry's made a break for it. How do they know it's called Barry? I don't know. I guess they caught him and looked at his wallet or something. But yeah, yeah. there's yeah. just an incredible series of photos of uh, uh, goats running down the streets of Scotland. I love it. It's it's, it's one of my favorite things when you find an animal that's got a, a like a human name. Yes. Like a dog, <laughs> yes. A, dog, a dog called Steve or something like that. It's just, it's never not funny to me. <laughs> I know. That's so funny. We are, one of our dogs is named Stevie and we call her, uh, we call her, we call her Steve all the time. Well, Stevie, Stevie is like, Stevie's fine it's just like i, I think Steve. it's like this is, my, this is my dog gary and uh, <laughs> uh steve here uh yeah i just think it's funny we got steve we got paul gary 
Paul, Paul's Paul, another one. Paul Paul's the, dog. the cat. That's just like... Paul the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, did you shit in the carpet again? Oh, come on. We've talked about this. Uh, someone's listening on a call and they're like, is that your kid? Paul's licking his balls again. Oh, you're gonna, you've got to stop doing that. You'll make a mess. <laughs> I love that Barry is so well known in this town because he just terrorizes everyone. They're like, fucking Barry. Barry's out, out again. He's out again. Jesus. <laughs> it's going to be yeah. him for, for a week. Yeah. Never going to get him to calm down. I saw him earlier. He was acting a bit gruff. Way. Way. So I got another story. Uh, this is gonna, you, Drew. You'll need a wee bit of background here, but okay. this is a bit of it is bit Scot is very Scottish. So, Chris, do you remember Colin the Caterpillar? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So being so, when we were wee boys, Drew, one of the kind of big gets uh, when it was your birthday was to have a Colin the Caterpillar cake, and it is a chocolate, basically a big chocolate log that is made to look like a caterpillar. That's it. it just okay. uses. Other bits of chocolate on it. That okay, I, I, I just I just googled it and it looks like an atrocity of mankind. But yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> it's, it's delicious. delicious. Okay, okay, it's amazing. Okay. Looks like a giant a giant turd with a face on it. <laughs> yes, it's exactly it does, what it looks it like. Does, yeah. It does, yeah, and a really like terrifying alien face as well. Okay, and Chris, I'm assuming you've been keeping up with the uh, significant uh, legal controversy between Marks and Spencer's that sells Colin the Caterpillar and Aldi that sells Cuthbert the Caterpillar. No, I haven't. I w- oh I'm, my God. I'm not aware of this. Well, uh, yeah, there's a huge, huge, like, I, there's all kinds of lawyers involved. Um, you know, class action lawsuit, I think. And it's because Aldi, which is. Through basically like a budget supermarket yeah. and yeah, we got Marks one. Spencer's you can get, I think Aldi exists over here. Yeah, we oh, got really? it. Oh. Yeah, we got one right down the street. That means I could get a Cuthbert the Caterpillar here. That'd be amazing. Uh, and so they've basically been selling a Cuthbert the Caterpillar. It's exactly the same thing. Here, I'll just share my screen real quick. <laughs> it's, like, see. No, it's not even trying. <laughs> not in the slightest. Apparently, it's outrageous. Yeah, there's a number of them. Uh, Cuthbert, Curly, and Wiggles. Are all these knockoffs? <laughs> it's just gonna end with Aldi changing it to uh, like Michael, Michael the Chocolate Poo. <laughs> <laughs> Michael the Chocolate Poo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, this is so. This is the thing. Cuthbert this, looks demented. <laughs> I mean, so does so does. I mean, if you put them side by side, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. They're both pretty mental looking, but. Colin was delicious. I remember I remember just absolutely loving getting a Colin the Caterpillar for my birthday. But this isn't even the story. Part of this whole ongoing thing, and I think uh, basically as a as a publicity stunt, somebody has asked for Colin the Caterpillar to be deep fried. And in keeping with the ongoing Scottish tradition of deep frying just everything that we can they also deep fried colin the caterpillar <laughs> and it's i don't know there's a few photos here of them going through the process and then this is the result i don't know if you guys can it kind of looks like because he's a caterpillar <laughs> he looks like he's in a cocoon it's horrible it just looks like he's been murdered uh and his like his tongue is sticking out <laughs> and it's <laughs> just like 
Like he just looks like he's got eyes that say kill me. <laughs> <laughs> it is horrible looking and we're going to have to post this on social media because it's just vile. I don't know why people think this is a good idea. I've never been on board with the the Scottish drive to deep fry everything. Like I, I like deep fried proper food, but mm-hmm. anything beyond like a sausage and a fish, we need to have a proper sit down and talk about it before we do this. I'm trying to see if I can get one of these. I don't think I can get it at the Aldi's here. Oh, that's devastating. I was just going to surprise my wife and here's this little <laughs> here's this little poo poo log <laughs> with, a face, with a face with a face on. <laughs> Happy anniversary. <laughs> he is he's also an animal with a human's name. This is Colin. If you're too if, yeah, if <laughs> he has a name. If you're too scared, I have a metal pipe in the back. We will <laughs> we will kill this monstrosity right now. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't I don't see the need for it. Poor Colin being put through that. I I I I I'd, I'll never be able to look at him the same way again. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh so Chris, I think you're you, you're going to give us a Well, no, this is just this is just a bit sciencey, uh, but it, new research has found that a billion-year-old fossil unearthed in the Scottish Highlands is being hailed as a crucial missing link in the evolution of life. Um, so this fossil was found at Loch Turridan and reveals an organism which is more complex than a single-celled creature, uh, but it's not truly multicellular. So this apparently is some sort of great breakthrough in or missing link type thing. So you know how we always claim that Scotland invented everything? Yes. We also Love where you're invented going with this. multiple cell organisms, therefore we invented everything. All of life. Existence. Yes. Life. Yes. Yeah. So, this checks out. Yeah. Apparently, if you want to read more about this, um, I got this from the Daily Mail, uh, obviously, um, but the fossil is described in full in uh, current biology. So if you want to look that up, I believe it's a scientific journal. Um, I only read know. historical biology, so. Oh. And, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to wait a wee while. Historical yeah. biology is the uh, Cuthbert the Caterpillar of the uh, biological <laughs> uh, scientific journal world. Yeah. yeah. An, abo- an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I think that's Drew. Unless, Drew, you've got any other stories, I'm I'm tapped out. Look, uh, you got, well, I mean, thank you for coming on again. I'm excited to find out that Chris's audio hasn't recorded this episode and uh you know oh I thought this again. was a dry run oh yeah no no this you should have been recording the entire time Chris oh yeah well I was gonna say um yeah no I mean well thank you for coming on thanks for well part two ish actually being present um on thistle drew nicely i guess Ooh. um there you go any any last thoughts any anything i mean plug your show so so for for people you did a great spiel about your show last time and unfortunately nobody ever heard it but for people our readers the show is called unfinished business and drew will tell you a wee bit more about it and it is just very very funny very comforting <laughs> it's just three, three or well, two or three friends just chatting shit like us, 
Um, I think you guys all went to like college together. Yes. Easy going. And then you kind of get into your format of looking up uh, classified ads on, on Craigslist and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, plug away. The, 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 the official plug is uh, we are the podcast of uh, a well-known site uh, called Craigslist where you can buy a new desk, you could find a new car, or you could find someone to stab you in the bum. <laughs> <laughs> While being but, sitting on top of that new desk that you've just exactly. bought. <laughs> uh, it, it's a very silly show, uh, Unfinished Business with Chester and the Shrew. We do episodes typically weekly. We're on a little break right now, but we're going to go back in person. Uh, probably by the end of May, do some video content. Uh, we're getting a studio fully set up. Wow. Uh, so we're excited. I mean, if you just want to listen to debauchery and, I mean, really gives you an insight into what people in the world are doing with their time. And to each other. And to each other. And yeah. we've, we've uncovered a lot about ourselves, a lot about uh, this country as a whole. And I think we're... <laughs> we're gonna hit it pretty hard this year going back in person <laughs> and uh we're, we're waiting to uncover even more so uh give us a listen it's it's a very stupid show you're not gonna learn anything i don't know you learn a lot about humanity you do learn a lot i about- feel like a good tagline for your show would be dragging the truck nuts over <laughs> america's face <laughs> <laughs> i would agree I would agree. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's it's good. It's not one to listen to with your granny, nope. but uh unless she's into that stuff, you yeah, never know. You yeah. might she might be one of the classified ads that they're they're reading out. So, yeah. Well, yeah, let's not kink shame granny. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's a section for we don't that. Do, There's yeah. a section for everything. <laughs> yeah. No, I appreciate you guys having me on and uh Almost ran into another technical snafu. Audacity, great program. They save your files, even if the program closes. That is a, <laughs> that's a plug for Audacity. Yeah, thank you, Audacity. No, Drew, this was awesome. Thank you for coming back on. It was a lot of fun. And yeah, check out check out his show. Irv, anything else to say? No, just uh, thanks very much, Drew. Appreciate you coming in again. And uh, feel like we got a decent do over here. I think you're far more entertaining than Johnny, uh, who <laughs> really doesn't come prepared at all. And, you know, he, he makes it up with like the odd song and the odd graphic here and there. But, uh, yeah, you know. You're going to you're gonna get some angry emails about that, Chris. Yep. Uh, yeah. Lots Johnny stands are coming Johnny for stands. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From, from the Nace Mats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Thank you, Drew. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, this will do, lads. This will do nicely.
Hello! Thanks for listening, everybody. Just a couple more things. Please don't forget to subscribe and review the podcast on iTunes and Spotify and all other podcasting apps. You can email us at thisldonicelypod at gmail.com. Visit the website thisldonicelypod.com. Visit us on Twitter at thisldopod. All original music in this podcast is written and performed by our very own Johnny Naismith. Please like and subscribe to his YouTube channel and follow him on Instagram at jaw underscore knee underscore loves hugs and kisses from the Thistle Do Nicely pod.